Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm here with, uh, who's this? Is this J.D. Punk? J.D. Punk. How are you, J.D. Punk? Man, let me, uh, let me tell you something. I'm at my stupid job today, and because I have to, uh, I took somebody else's position, I got to do the things that I don't really want to do at the moment. One of those things is running the stupid printer. So today, like when I say a printer, it's a $140,000 printer, right? It's supposed to do printing for the whole building, but... It's 10 years old, it's on end of life cycle, and you can't update the computer. So you can't update any of the software because it's too old. So then we have 12 paper jams and one class. 12 <laughs> paper jams. Lost like, so I'm spending three hours of my time pulling paper out of a fucking printer. And then I come home to watch this impact show. And what do we have? Eddie freaking Edwards and PCO in the goddamn desert pretending to fight and having a stupid cinematic match. I thought those things were behind with COVID. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And I went trick-or-treating with children this weekend. And I'm going to choke on Reese's <laughs> Peanut Butter Cups doing this bit. Uh, uh, J- JD, this is, uh, this is Nick Houseman from Wrestling Inc. How are you? What do you know about Scott Colton? Uh, well, what I know about Scott Colton is he was a shitty comedian just like I am, um, but he might be a better comedian than I am a reporter. I got a funny story for you. Scott Colton <laughs> and I used to talk shit to each other on AOL Instant Messenger back in the day when our two, <laughs> high, when our two high school football teams played each other. That is a true nice. story, my friend. Nice. Well, <clears throat> let me get back to Nick Houseman we, Gilbert we, here. we won, by the way. Continue. Oh, nice. Um, let me get back to Nick Houseman Gilbert. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, so CM Punk, I just wanted to, just to thank you for always being uh, nice to me, being a professional to me, uh, being a legend, being my hero, and for having a very big penis. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate the penis part. And now my <laughs> damn life just died. This bit is real. By the way, everything I said today actually did happen. I really did have to do that. I really did have to fish yeah. out. When I talk about paper jams, I'm talking about 12 pages at one time getting stuck inside this monolithic damn printer that I want nothing to do with, but I'm stuck with for the rest of the semester. Fuck! Well, did that, did that wake you up a little bit? Because when you first got onto this call, man, you were dead-ass tired. Well, I got a little sugar rush from from stuffing my face with Reese's peanut butter cups, <laughs> and uh, I just had to tap into what I was doing. But continue the show while I fix my light. So give me a second. Uh, okay. Well, uh, JD has to fix his light. So I also ha- I've been having a lighting issue lately because it's been getting darker earlier, and in my little office slash guest bedroom that we have in my house, I put the computer right up against the window so i get that natural light coming in from the window um but now that it's as it's getting darker like you could see jd has very nice lighting typically and my lighting it starts out nice but as the show progresses it starts to get darker and darker and darker so um i too i purchased a new lighting mechanism for uh, the podcast i should be getting it hopefully by next week so now that I've committed to the bit, I want to keep eating the rest of the candy. <laughs> Please don't. Because <laughs> okay. I can I'll hear see. I can hear every crinkle of the paper in that's my why ear. That's... I know, but then Garrett's gonna text us and he's gonna be like, God damn it, JD. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, I'll stop it. I'll stop it. No more bit. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Um so uh, I wanted to we haven't actually talked about this yet, and I don't no. even know that you're aware of doing? it. No, so, what are we doing? So there's lots of stuff going on. You know, Impact has a few news bits. AEW had 
tons of stuff happened on their mm-hmm. show last night. So if you're tuning in here, know, you know full well JD and I are going to talk about Jeff Jarrett. But we're going to save we're going to save that for the Patreon, okay? So Patreon folks, stick around after the show. The fir- the top story that we're going to get into on the Patreon is going to be Cut. Jeff Jarrett signing with AEW. Controversial um, takes. We're going to give you a different take. At yes. least I am than everybody else. So I'm very excited. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So we we and I'm pretty sure JD and I are in agreement here about the Jeff and um and you know we were excited hoping that he would come to Impact but that you know it didn't work out. He's in AEW. So we're going to we're going to get into that. <clears throat> but I want to start the show off and we've been I would say the last few months always starting off the show with a news item. And this one was very interesting. That happened, uh, I think, on Tuesday. Uh, Gerard of uh, Bodyslam.net, our good buddy, uh, Bear Down himself, a uh, big new distribution deal, Gerard. This Friend was right show. up his alley. Friend of, the show. Friend of the show, yes. He's been on the show a couple of times. He sent us this. Um, I think he got it off of PW Insider. But basically, Brad Schwartz, the former president of Pop TV from whenever Impact Wrestling was on Pop TV, um, he was a big supporter of TNA on Pop TV. 2016? 2016 times. No, yeah. 20, they were from 2016 to 2018. So like, was it like a one? two or three year run. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had a few year run before they, they left Pop TV and then they went over to the hunting channel while they were still finishing the purchase of Access TV because that was the whole goal. They didn't re- renew their contract with Pop TV because they were buying Access, right? So, um, Does it still I think exist? That, Is Pop TV still a thing? I think that it is, but nobody like TNA was the TNA slash impact was the biggest thing on that channel because all they really ran other than I think Shit's Creek was um, was like reruns of the Gilmore Girls and like mm. Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. So um, that's and impact didn't really fit on that channel. But OK, so the story um, that I'm trying to get to is Sorry. that guy. Brad Schwartz, because Pop TV is a CBS Viacom property, though CBS and Viacom merged over, right? And so what they did is they started to offload a lot of the CEOs, and as they moved into the super company, he he was gone. Well, he has taken over as president of the CW Network, um, which was just recently purchased by Nexar, uh, which is a huge uh, media conglomerate. Um, you and I had brought up the, the CW was for sale a while back because we were like, man, Anthem – Anthem should probably look into this one because this is kind of right up their alley. It's a, uh, and it wouldn't have cost them that much money. I think that I think um, Nexar ended up buying CW Network for like one hundred and twenty million dollars, and they just they just consumed that amount of debt and became the the majority shareholders. And so um, we we were thinking that Anthem should uh, make that purchase. Well, Nexar did. They they put Brad Schwartz as the president of CW Network. And obviously, people are starting to talk. It was actually brought up on PW Insider um, <clears throat> that uh, Impact was a big time, um, that he was a big supporter of Impact. You know, I, I'm. is it possible that Impact could head over to CW? They, they need the programming. They do need the programming. My question is, does Axis let them, or does, I should say, Anthem let them go? Because, okay, okay I, by, first of all, we have seen, you've seen the numbers for the WoW show, right? Very good. Insane. They're, no, they're actually considered really bad is what I was reading. Right. It's like, Meltzer, but, these are terrible numbers, but they're triple what Impact's doing. So just by right. having a presence on network television, you're potentially a worst case scenario tripling your audience. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, an Impact's a much better show than than WoW, whatever that thing is called. Um, 
I, I assume that it is. I have not watched a single episode, but I'm just I'm gonna take your word for that one. I checked it out a little bit, just out of <laughs> morbid curiosity's sake, so I can make that statement. It's a bad show. David McClain yeah. never had a good wrestling show. Anyway, mm. I think it would be an interesting idea. That said, okay, let's look at it from the next star point of view. They need content. Because yeah. they've divorced CW has divorced themselves from Warner Discovery. They've canceled or expired or in the process of all of the CW like superhero shows and Riverdale and kind of everything that's made up that network's identity for the past decade. All of your uh uh your genre mixed with you know the teen angstiness that's kind of become like their their hallmark. I love right. comics and I hate all those shows. So it's not quite for me. But you gotta put something on there. So the assumption was gonna be reality TV because it's fast and cheap. Hello, Astro. Um so they need something. And impact sounds like it could be an interesting fit there. But here's my question: Does Axis slashed Anthem let it go there? And I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think they would if the price is right. The problem with huh. CW is they're in cut mode and they're not gonna want to spend a ton of money on programming. But as you were saying, it's a lot cheaper to produce impact than it is, say, for the flash or I know they, they had the Green Arrow right on the show, and then they have yeah, like, like Supergirl and all that shit. Supergirl, so, Legends of yeah. Tomorrow, Batgirl, like that tons, tons of right. So you're 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 gonna get 104 hours of original programming at a fraction of the cost mm -hmm. um, after cutting all those shows, and it, Impact is likely to do just as good or even better ratings than a lot of those shows are um, for for your network. Yeah. Um, and you're the the demo is probably going to get a bit older with impact because mm -hmm. the, those, those shows were geared more towards teens. But I think that, I think that you could get that. So would, would CW be willing to to pay, pay for impact? I don't think, I don't think CW would be willing to pay the price that it would get. It would take for them to get like an, a ring of honor from Tony Khan. I think Khan is probably going to want a really good deal for that. Right. He's going to want a good rights deal because it's going to be a top of the line production for him. Um, now impact is, you know, they have proven that they can put on decent programming for really cheap. Um, and could they work out a deal where, hey, look, CW is of the cable networks. It's like where you got, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW would be like that fifth one right there. And I know you have my network TV and you have all these other local ones, it's a, but it's, it's like a step above my network. Yeah. Yeah. It's a step above my network. So, um, but it's not in every market, right? So CW is in a lot more households than Access TV is, but it's still not in every household um, like the other stations would be. So um, you're not getting the same clearance as Fox. So maybe they work out a deal where it's like, you know, why, why not be on both networks? I don't know. And split the costs or whatever. Well, it's going to depend too because like – because just because you're an affiliate doesn't like we talk about Fox. A lot of Fox stations are owned by Sinclair, right? And a lot of CBS stations are owned by Sinclair, stuff like that. So just yeah. be, Next Star owns this, but that doesn't. I mean, network TV is is not as yeah. cut and dry as people think it is. It's so, it's a little bit more complicated than even cable is in these cases. Yeah. So I'll I'll explain it in like to Mike please. Gilbert White Trash one on one, right? <laughs> please. So, Dumb it so down. you have so you have the the Fox station right so you have the Fox network and they license their their products to all these smaller these these local affiliates affiliates right so they license their logos their all their programming these local affiliates get to run that 
get to run that programming. And then when they're not running that programming, they can put whatever they want on. They can do syndicated. Mm -hmm. They can do Steve Harvey show all day that they want, or they can, you know, you got big bang theory at at five, you got Steve Harvey at six, you got, you know, reruns of family feud at seven, all the way up until prime time. And when it comes prime time, then you have to show the Fox stuff. Right. And it's the same for every network. So C, so Nexar owns the CW, which has all these affiliates all over the country that are mandated to, to air their programming. Right. So, um, which is why there would be some networks like, because Sinclair owns all these Fox stations, there's going to there's going to be some networks that's going to have SmackDown on, and back in the day, like the next night would have Ring of Honor at like midnight mm-hmm. on that same station, right? And you can and conceivably, I'm pretty sure there's probably a station or two out there that might even have Wow because Wow has a deal with CBS, Viacom, and Sinclair. So mm-hmm. um, n- none of that stuff would would even would even matter. So. Um, it's, it's the same thing with CW. So CW has all these affiliates. So they'd be mandated to air the impact show on the, on the, the agreed upon night and time. You know, it's interesting here in Chicago, you know, our CW affiliate is it's WGN. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Which it yeah. is, but it's like interesting. Cause like WGN America is not the WGN that we get here in Chicago. So really, we, yeah, we would get the CW stuff, whereas like WG in America huh. was running completely different programming. I always thought that was interesting and didn't even realize it until I was on vacation and was watching uh, TV on the, in the uh, motel. I'm like, oh, what do you know? Anyways, uh, I this could work if Impact's willing to play some ball, you know, it, would it help your customer base? Is it better to take a smaller deal to widen a potential customer base? Um, so you, you, you would prefer cash in hand, right? You would prefer cash in. That's you, why you would prefer cash in hand. But if this opens up more opportunities for say, now you're opened up in all these newer markets, right? That's mm-hmm. going to give you live event opportunities. The problem is impact doesn't run that many live events. They don't. So that becomes an issue, but you're, you're increasing the amount of eyeballs that it could pay for your app. And that's the, uh, that's the business they're in the app subscriptions, the YouTube subscriptions and pay-per-views and merchandise. And then of course, um, then on, on those shows, then you get to push all your gravitas venture stuff, your Invicta stuff. You get to push all those other things. Um, I've even seen on impact, they're starting to push HD net movies, which I've never seen them do before, hmm. but recently they started promoting HD net movies on impact. So, um, Tom, Tom Phillips or Tom Hannafin, sorry, has been doing that. So You're right. that, that, that opens up those types of marketing and advertising opportunities. So if you do get some cash in hand, you get, you get the master tape to be able to air on your own stations, access and fight network and all that stuff. You do kind of a barter deal or whatever, or if CW just comes with the money and says, Hey, we'll give you, you know, we'll give you $10 million or whatever it is to, to air, air your show every week. And then you can do whatever you want with it after that, as long as we get first rights, you know, so be it. What happens to X? What happens to impact on access? If the, well, theoretically, yeah. let's just play ball. The, theori- theoretically. Um, so it, the way I could see it play out is what I've seen with other, other shows. So like when SmackDown is done airing on Fox, right? The next night, it also airs on FS1 and then it gets replayed on all the other stations. That's how I would see this thing playing out. Like it airs on, it airs on CW. They get the first rights. And then 
either later that night or the next night or whatever or over the weekend that gets pushed it, it gets access gets a hold of it and then of course it goes to the app it goes to the youtube it goes everywhere they would they would get the the replay rights to it and they would get an immediate replay what's intriguing to me is what does this i guess in i don't know impact is is the top rated show on axis does losing the first the first rights to to impact would that hurt Access's ad revenue. I don't think impact. I I don't I don't think wrestling typically gets ad revenue. That's like even though they're higher rated, they're higher rated than their than their um than the the alternative programming to them. They're higher rated Mm -hmm. than those. They they get like half the ad rates. So we're talking about access. Is is, we're talking about access. Like what what kind of ad rates is access? I mean, like we don't really talk about the lower rung. This is what I'm sorry. This is what access. Access is a lower rung cable station. I yeah. don't know what kind of ad rates those kind of stations bring in to begin with. How much do you think it would cost for us to get a, a Brace for Impact commercial on there? Produced More than we by, could have. Uh, produced by JD and oh, uh, JD could, students. Yes, we could absolutely do that. Um, and it would look just as good as anything on television, <laughs> let me tell you. Um I don't I, more than we can afford, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, again, the reason impacts yeah, the reason Impact's able to do this advertising on Raw and, and Dynamite that they're doing is because they're buying the local time. We talked about that last week. Local time a lot cheaper. Um, yeah, we can't do that. If we were busted open, maybe we could do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I, it, I don't know what the dollars and cents enough. I mean, like on the surface, it seems like a no-brainer. You'd rather have a network show than a cable show. But when it comes to the actual like counting, I don't know. I don't. Nextstar has got to put something on CW. They have to run <clears> something. something. They have to run something that people will want to watch because they didn't just buy a network just to continue losing money, and they're losing money right now. Yeah. So they, they got to put didn't something even, on. They didn't. So we say buy the network. They essentially consumed their debt. That's all they, they did. They just they took over their debt and mm-hmm. then became the the uh the majority owners so um i I just thought no (laughs) yeah so i i don't know i just thought that was interesting it's something that we're going to be keeping our eye on here i'm not saying that they're going there um i'm just saying it's something give me odds give me odds what do you think you're a gambling man yeah yeah so i would say a 70 percent no i would lean probably 75 75 80 percent no yeah yeah so we basically agree yeah Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, well, let's go ahead and get into uh, to tonight's show. We had a lot going on in the show. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of stuff that was probably hard to watch. Um, oh, hey, we have an intruder. Hey. Hey, what's up? This okay. is part of the fun about being a parent when you're doing podcasts. Your kids yeah. So I forgot to put my shoes away. Where did I leave them? If you make a mistake, I gotta go shut the door. Hold on. You take care of that. I'll just cover for Mike while he's walking away. If you make a mistake, your children are going to be the first people to point it out to you and let you know, hey, dad, you just made this giant mistake. Yeah. So, um, so the reason why she's uh, coming in to tell Izzy, daddy's daddy's talking to his friend, honey. (laughs) So the reason. So the the reason the reason why she's intruding now is because uh, the other day so we have like this little cubby in the dining room and that's where mm-hmm. we were supposed to put our shoes. Oh, we have some. Yeah, so I left my shoe. I put my shoes in front of the cubby because I had my work boots inside the cubby, right? Mm. Uh, and so the cubby was full, so I just put them in front of the cubby. 
Well, she wasn't paying attention, tripped over the shoes and landed really hard. And so oh, she came so, here to give you the business. She well, so that didn't happen just now. That happened before. So she noticed it again. Like, hey, I remember last time he did that. I fell and got a boo-boo. So now I need to go give yeah, give him the business about uh, possibly putting me in danger. So you, she's, uh, this she's definitely your daughter. Like <laughs> yeah. I see yeah. the personality <laughs> traits coming through. I like that. Yeah. Good yeah. well done parenting, my friend. We also have the cubby, but we keep our cubby in the garage because my friend sitting sleeping next to me right here loves to eat shoes. Spent through six pair. Se- no, eight pair in the six months we've had him. Right, buddy? Yeah, he's sleeping yeah. now. He's a hungry boy. Oh, he just he loves chew. He's just a chew master. He just thinks shoes yeah. are fun to chew. Like it's weird when you're a dog, you don't know like you they give you stuff to chew on smells the same thing as the stuff you find every other place what's the difference you know so yeah yeah Shoot. well hey let's let's go ahead and get into the show man we've uh we've uh, talked enough let's uh let's go ahead and review the show so on uh bti pj black the former justin gabriel of uh, nxt fame and uh, ring of honor fame and lucha underground fame made his impact return and he defeated uh, Yuya Uemura from, uh, well, I think well, from New Japan. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, seems mm. kind of odd. I don't know what's going on with him. But um, okay. I think there's a, there's a good reason why PJ Black got the victory here because mm-hmm. Yuya is probably not coming back. So I ain't too salty about this. One. No, I would say we're supposed to be the guys to get mad when the old irrelevant guys beat the young guys. But at the same time, Yuya's on Twitter saying, I'm leaving New Japan. Um, and he honest to God, he's probably WWE bound because he is exactly what they want. He is a big jacked up athlete. Good looking Japanese guy. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that is, yeah, that's money for them. And I think he's, I, I think he's going to be a star. Me too. I really do. Yeah. I honestly thought that he would be like in a, in a couple of years for new Japan, like he was going to be up there challenging Okada and Naito and, and those guys having big matches with those guys. You know what I mean? I said the same thing about Carl Fredericks and here we are with him too. <laughs> um, new yeah. Japan has to reevaluate. I thought we were talking with Justin about this. Our buddy, Justin Nipper, new Japan has to kind of reevaluate their young lion system because it takes far too long for guys to get dojo trained into like a good position in the company and talk like six, seven years in some cases, like it's a long time. You got to be super patient. And when you've got these other companies that are willing to throw out money, why? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to see him on NXT with some dumb name, you know, doing matches with like, yeah stacks and whatnot but you know yeah, it's what's probably gonna happen you know i don't have it in my notes but uh let, remind me during patreon we got to talk about that one kid that got released uh, from nxt two dimes uh, my gag two, no oh, that, not two dimes the, oh, the kid that just got released bodie bodie yeah. hayward yes okay yeah yeah let's uh let's talk about him on the patreon um because i've been hearing been hearing some stuff about this kid so i want to talk about it i do too um, yes let's do that where is yeah. that uh, impact uh, main card. Um, so JD, I'm going to challenge you right now to hold in your anger on the PCO Eddie Edwards stuff until we I'm not angry. finish. I'm defeated because because it, it's sprinkled throughout the show. So I, I don't want to get an epic JD rant after each time. Not going to happen. Not gonna happen okay, so let's wait till let's wait till PCO gets buried in the desert and then literally and then buried in the us- desert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to correlate it to one of the. Worst episodes of Monday Nitro. Oh, I know what you're. I'm I'm looking forward to this. 
That's that's why we have a podcast, folks. <laughs> the show opened up with Eddie Edwards in the wilderness cutting a promo on PCO saying the honor no more doesn't exist anymore because of him. He then challenged PCO to a fight in the desert, and uh, they're foreshadowing a cinematic match. So um, we'll be looking forward to speaking about that soon. But the first match was Speedball Mike Bailey defeating Kenny King to advance in the X Division title tournament. Um, he he advanced as well as you know, PJ Black earlier in the uh, earlier in the show advanced. Uh, so I got I got to say. Um, I Kenny King looked a lot better here than he normally does, and I thought this was a pretty good match. I actually really enjoyed the match. There were times where King seemed like he was in slow motion, but then I think Speedball really went above and beyond and got a really good match out of King, who then I think met the effort there eventually. It took a while for him to get going, but by the end of the match, I thought they had the people, and they, they definitely had me. I agree. I think this is the best Kenny King match I remember seeing for a long time. Uh, speedball, good worker, right? That's the idea of yeah. being, we, we throw this term worker around and what it means. The idea of real working is to kind of, is to create good matches where, wherein there might not be one, right? So yeah. I think that speedball proved his working ability here by elevating Kenny King's performance. And uh, this was good. I really, honestly, you know, I, I'm a little lukewarm on speedball sometimes, but this is this is a good match, man. I thought these two yeah. had really good chemistry, and uh, I don't know, you can only get so much out of a Kenny King, Impact's yeah. version of Yujiro. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's actually a really good comparison. That's thank you. Funny. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you know, Kenny King, he's got the new look. He's got his own theme song. He's definitely uh, an Impact guy through and through. Um, he's been off and on with Impact since he was like a teenager. So. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't I don't see AEW or WWE being interested in Kenny King. Maybe five or six years ago they would have been interested, but I I just not right now. I, WWE I WWE hasn't been interested in Kenny King since they cut him from Tough Enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That is um, true. They've literally not been interested in Kenny King for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Giselle Shaw was walking around backstage giving uh, photos out. Uh, it was a photo of her carrying the title. Um, so I guess last week in the, in the main event, when she got her hands on that title, she uh, she it had mind control over her, and, and uh, she got her picture taken with it. So now she's just giving it out all over the place. Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid, <laughs> illogical, stupid. Continue. Yeah. So she was running, running around backstage giving the photos out, and Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green ripped them up because this is stupid. Um, yes. Chelsea. <laughs> because Chelsea Green's become the voice of reason in this company. <laughs> well, not for long. Uh, they said Chelsea's selfishness was why they lost last week, and uh, which is true. That's and before true. they could disassociate with Shaw, Shaw broke up with them. So they are no longer friends. They were on a break. I'm breaking yeah. up with you. Insert your TV cliche here. This is stupid yeah. shit, man. But continue. <laughs> so next we go to Savannah Evans defeating Jessica with uh, the Death Dolls, uh, Rosemary and uh, Ty Valkyrie. Evans had Tasha Steeles in the corner. Um, Josiah said this was not a good match. I disagree. I I thought this was a the, the a decent match. I had no problems with the match. I and, but I like to see the two hosses going at it. Um, you know, there's a lot of gaga on the outside, but a lot of gaga. I thought the match was good. Good is a relative term, man. We see lots of good wrestling <laughs> right. on a weekly basis. This was fine. It was passable. It was inoffensive. It could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. It's a match I'm not going to remember. I watched probably the second the show is over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, you know, I did think that they had um, look. 
Savannah Evans really tried to get the Jessica up for one of those German. Oh, yeah. 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 Low you know I mean, so I, I just dug some of the power stuff. You know, the type of wrestling they did is usually uh, saved for like super heavyweights, you know, males. Um, you don't get to see this in the women's division very often. So it was like, see the two hosses go at it. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the hosses, uh, male or female, doesn't matter. So I, 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 I am- had me going. I have become a person that thinks Jessica should just be a personality and maybe not in the ring. <laughs> yeah, and I never yeah. thought I'd come around to that point of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Evan's got the, Evan's got the victory. It's uh, leading to a tag team title match at overdrive because, Hey, all you need to do to get a tag team title shot in this promotion, if you're a woman is to have a tag team partner. She's got a friend. Stay- that's it. And they have their friends and now they get a title shot. So there you go. Well, of course you beat Jessica. <laughs> did you see the NWA revealed another set of titles? They have the U S uh, tag team titles now. Like we oh, left yeah. AEW having like all these title belts and the NWA has like nine people on their roster and everyone's got a belt. Yeah. Uh, I had a long conversation about Billy Corgan today at work. Why? Uh, we were talking about um, touring bands and um, my friend was like, hey, I heard the Smashy Pumpkins were coming to Hawaii. And I was just like, really? I looked at their tour schedule and I, I actually tweeted them to come to Hawaii and the Pumpkins account liked my tweet. But I have not seen any or heard anything about them coming because I heard it on the radio. And I was like, really? So we have to we have to look that up. And then I was like. I'm talking. I told him, I was like, well, I listened to him on Howard Stern recently, and he said that he sees lizard people. Um, and he's also a wrestling promoter, which means he's a scumbag. So, Billy Corgan is one of the most important voices of 1990s music. Like, the Smashing Pumpkins oh, yeah. are a phenomenal band. Chicago guy, man. Phenomenal Amazing. band. Like, yes. you couldn't grow up here without liking the Pumpkins in this era. He's a terrible wrestling promoter and may be a lunatic. <laughs> Maybe he sees lizard people. <laughs> I cannot. Maybe there are lizard people. By the maybe, way, I have a book I about the lizard people, the book of Jericho, which you tried to put on, on to Gravitas Promote Productions this it's, week, and I appreciate that. That's my yes, sir. lizard people category. They did yes. not. Tweet, they did not like the tweet. No, no but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah, they must be Impact fans. They hate me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they would be Impact fans. Uh, a promo that aired of Killer Killer Kelly looking for what she called fresh meat to beat thoughts yes uh you took the words right out of my mouth uh i had thoughts does killer kelly need to wrestle ever no just no. these vignettes these yeah. vignettes are fantastic um i don't i don't know what any of it is about was that person a wrestler that she uh a local hair? a local job girl yeah ah uh, yes did she do you know i'm just gonna leave that alone i'm just gonna yeah leave. yeah it's good yep. good, good promo <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of bad, Eddie Edwards is wandering around the wilderness with spooky music. Um, so the spooky music is. Never, I'll save it. I'm just, never. <laughs> save it. Yeah, save it. Uh, and then we get to Steve. Steve Macklin. I'm going to go. Uh, not a rant here, but I'm going to oh, correct. Please. I'm going to correct young Steve here. But he was talking about how he was tired of other challengers jumping in line for an Impact World Title shot saying he had beaten all these former world champions. He's like, what do I have to do? You said that Bully Ray wins a call your shot gauntlet. He gets to move in line. Frankie Kazarian cashes in his X Division title. He gets to jump in line. Bobby Fish just asks for a shot, and he gets a title shot. What do I have to do? Steve, did you think for one moment just to ask Josh for a title shot? No. That's all you need to do. That's what Bobby did. That's all you need to do in this company. Hey, Scott. 
just bump into the motherfucker in the hallway or just go to the ring and challenge him. He's going to say yes. Dude, it's you find like you find a box of Tim Hortons. He's a Canadian guy. You yeah. know those Tim bits? You go, hey Scott, buddy, you know who's <laughs> not had a title shot in this company? Macklin. And then that's, that's it. Right. That's all you need. He's beating well, people up. He's going about this like like this is a real promotion, not not something with like six <laughs> people in it. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. There's no there's no ranking system. There's no ranking to, system here. You just have to ask, Steve. Come on, yeah. dude. What are you doing? Why are you sitting around waiting for an opportunity? Just right. ask you're, for a while. You're thinking about this like you're in the UFC or something. Like, just go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just go to the ring and just find a ref. There's right. three of them in the promotion. One of them's available, I'm sure. One, just say, hey, I want a title match. And say it in front of a camera. Then they can't turn you down. It's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. The major players are backstage. This is great, by the way. Saying that Heath and Rhino, um, saying that Heath Rhino, saying that Heath won't have uh, to say Rhino's name, and then Joe Hendry stepped out of a freezer singing his theme. And Hendry said that he cared about the digital media championship, spoke to the title as if it were a baby, and said that uh, his daddy was not taking good care of him, but he would take good care of him. Um, and that Myers, yeah, Myers is not giving him more attention, but he would, he would uh, if the title would just believe. Uh, Joe Hendry is a superstar. I love Joe Hendry. <laughs> it's I a, believe in him. Need, yeah. Needless to say, we are Joe Hendry believers. He is the man this title needs, not the one it deserves. Is that how that yeah. cliche? Is that how that weird Dark Knight cliche? I never quite understood <laughs> what it means. But yeah, yeah, something to that effect. Um, next, we go to PCO. He's wandering in the wilderness in the Las Vegas desert to confront Eddie Edwards. Um, I guess Eddie had given him some coordinates to find, and uh, I don't know that GPS or that uh, PCO can work a GPS, but he found it. Um, a brawl ensued. Uh, there was some dramatic music. Um, so this was now we switched over into the cinematic realm. Um, Gravitas Adventures they uh, sent out their best uh, camera people and their best music people and put this whole production together. At one point, PCO was slammed on a rock, um, which is probably rock bottom for this uh, feud. And um, uh, then Eddie Edwards was then suplexed on a rock, I think. Um, and then he stood up and uh, Eddie. Uh, so Edwards suplexed PCO on a boulder which looked pretty sick. And then he stood up and chokeslammed Edwards on the boulder. And then Edwards hit him with a shovel. And then the music got to scary and it went to quiet rock music. Edwards then buried PCO under a pile of rocks. JD, what are your thoughts, sir? You ever watch Ren and Stimpy? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, probably not in 30 years, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you watched it as a kid. Remember the horse? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No, sir, I don't like it. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, you know what this made me think of? Remember how bad COVID was? Like, I mean, like for the planet, yeah. horrible. But for a wrestling fan, really bad. Do mm. you remember when they tried to make cinematic matches like a thing? And there were like think pieces written because we were all bored by people who were like, I think cinematic wrestling is the future of professional wrestling. And for like a year, we spent all this time convincing ourselves that cinematic wrestling was good. And then we got back in front of real fans and went, oh, wait, this is way better. (laughs) This sucks. Yeah, Yeah, this reminded me of why cinematic (laughs) wrestling should be a relic of a bygone era. Um, This is dumb. I mean, like, I'm not going to give an epic rant here because I was just like, this is stupid. Like, I'm not offended by it. I'm just like, I want to say it's a waste of their time and talent, but 
I don't know. Is it like we're gonna get something else? It's not like they really bury yeah. PCO. Like they're gonna have a real match no. at some point. Like it's stupid, and it, it, the problem with cinematic matches is if it was just a if it was just a skit, it would be over in like three minutes, and we could move on. But they just it just goes on. It's like the rake gag from The Simpsons, right? Where Sideshow mm-hmm. Popkey's walking, but it never gets funny. Like yeah. it's just it's just <laughs> it keeps going. And then I keep doing this with my phone. I keep playing with my phone. I just like, I don't know, man. There's just, there's just something like, it's like some reason I don't like supernatural wrestling. It's like, if I want to, if I want to like quench my supernatural thirsts, I'll go watch a horror movie or I'll read some Stephen King. Like, and those, those do a better job stimulating that experience uh, uh, as opposed to wrestling where it just comes off schlocky and hokey. Cause it's not what pro wrestling is. A fight scene in a movie is different than a pro wrestling match. Like the only movie I've ever seen people like suplex each other in a movie and it works is they live. And it's because Roddy Piper is there (laughs) and that like a cinematic fight scene goes on way too long, but because it's John Carpenter doing it, it works and it gets funny because you got a guy who knows what he's doing. And again, this was well shot. It was well edited as a production guy. I went, man, this looks great, but it just feels so hollow. Right? Like, that's my big problem with cinematic matches. They just feel phony. Like, when we're talking about pro wrestling here, right? When I'm in a ring, I feel good. When it gets out of the ring, I start going, like, okay, okay, you lose me a little bit. But when it's this, it's just, and there's no one talking and we have the music, it just, I don't think it works, man. And I wish it would just go away for, and there's matches I like. Like, I like the Sting one and, you know, the AJ Taker one was dumb, but made me laugh at times. I, John I really Cena, liked yeah, I like the Undertaker AJ one. I hate. I didn't John hate Cena, it. Bray Wyatt one. That I, I no, that was a that was that. a student film. That was something a yeah. kid in college makes his junior year when he figured out how to do video editing and thinks he's being creative. Bray Wyatt is perpetually twenty one. Like mm-hmm. this was just you would have felt like. Remember when? Remember when the New Day and the Wyatt family tried to do their own version of the Final Deletion? Hmm. And it looked good and it was well produced, but it felt empty and soulless, unlike the final deletion, which was fun and worked because it was stupid. Yeah. Right? This mm-hmm. it felt like that. It, it's it hollow, right? Cinematic wrestling should be used to make fun of wrestling, right? This didn't just didn't do that. I don't, you know, just I don't know, man. There's better things yeah. we can do with our time. Yeah, they they um I you know I didn't I didn't hate it I didn't mind it there were some parts that I actually was entertained it. by yeah there 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 are parts that entertained me I think the what what I didn't like about it is that it went too long um and felt forever it, it and it was like it should have been a cinematic backstage brawl scene like not not backstage but you know out in the desert if they wanted to do something they kind of look impact because they're so small. And they have to do things that are different to get attention and to kind of be their own thing. This is kind of what Impact has been but since the final deletion days. This is what they've been doing that whole time, even with the dark the dark realm. You know, Ali got murdered in the dark realm while that Kevin Sullivan was watching, right? Like, so this is this is what they do. So when you come to watch Impact, like this is part of the Impact experience. So these things are not going away. No. So 
when when they're good, you praise it. When they're bad, you just say it, right? And a lot of the dark realm stuff was just bad, bad, bad. But then there's the other stuff like Joe Hendry, right? Which is not like a cinematic match, but his theme music is just playing randomly in the backstage. But Swingers Palace. You, but that's, that's funny. That's, that's the funny. difference with that. It yes. works when it's yes. funny. It doesn't right. work when you're playing it straight. Like what would yes. like. If you're going to have a fight like that, you can't do the music. You can't do the overly cinematic stuff because it takes you out of it because then it no longer becomes pro wrestling. If your tongue is in cheek, it works because you're having fun. Like, I can't. There's this first first multitude with, with wrestling. Like, when you start adding more cinematic elements to it, it's it's not wrestling anymore. It's a movie. And then it's not a good movie. Right? right, Joe Hendry yeah. having people just automatically go like that's <laughs> yeah. that's way different because it's ludicrous and ludicrous yeah. doesn't need to be explained. It's just funny because it is, right? Well, it just, and that was work. Yeah, and and that's but that's what they were like. They're they're trying to be like, hey, we're doing it this way. We're doing the funny stuff. Now we want to get into the serious part, which they tried to do yeah. with Moose and EC3 a few years ago. Yeah, and they failed. They that failed. That just failed miserably the moose ec3 stuff that they did and i this was an attempt part of the reason why i like it is because pco is just ridiculous and pco entertains me and i thought that the pco frankenstein stuff was entertaining but other than that like i don't care if i never see anything like this again i'm like i'd be happier if i didn't but um, okay but pco makes me laugh Okay, you could <clears throat> if this had been screened the work the week earlier, Halloween week, and you played up the Halloween aspects and leaned into the Frankensteininess of PCO mm-hmm. and done it like a mock horror movie, like some of those old Frankenstein sets and stuff like that, it could have worked. Because right. then again, we would have laughed. Because again, the the PC the the stuff that PCO and D Destro would do on their own is ridiculous, right? Yeah. And it was entertaining. This. This didn't work. It just no. It's it's too serious. It's too. And it's funny because I'm always like I'm always the guy who's like, man, I like wrestling. It's a little more serious. But this kind of stuff doesn't work when it's like it just doesn't. It's 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 just bad filmmaking. Speaking of not working, uh, Taylor Wilde was with Mickey James backstage, and they talked about her match next week against the Chelsea Green. Wilde was looking forward to uh, James beating Green and Bravo. offered to be in her corner, and James said that she needed to do it by herself. So there you go. That's a hell of a segue, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm sure this is going to be a future cinematic match, but uh, Sammy Callahan defeated Eric Young uh, by DQ when the Minions stormed the ring all dressed in yellow and black um, and attacked uh, poor Sammy Callahan. And then eventually revealing we have two new members of Violent by Design, one being Alan Angels, who looks like he's going to be sticking around. And the other one is uh, he used to be called Connor in the Ascension uh, back in the day. and uh, But he has he's totally redeemed himself. He has changed his character completely. He is now Con redeemed i don't know if redeemed is what he was doing here reinvented you know this felt like a big con to me um yeah uh boy uh alan angels goes from one silly spooky cult to another huh yeah yeah i think this one is going to try to be a bit more serious but um you know i I think there was a time when the dark order tried to be serious you know then we decided that was stupid 
and it was stupid. And then Brody Lee made it funny, and then it started mm-hmm. to work, right? So yep. if they if they venture over to that, which Eric Young can do, I'm interested. But the more the spooky Eric Young stuff, I've been I'm over, it and I've been over it for a long time. And I didn't have any problem with this. I just just violent by design. I think is uh, it's you know it's outlived its useful life, right? So agreed. Um, um, big big con coming in is kind of the new heater after Joe Doring left. Look, big con. Isn't the Ascension guy? He never really made it. Um, he he was that what they were the NXT Tag Champions, and then they were a complete joke when they got to the main roster. Um, they were never really all that good. He's a big guy. He looked like he was in pretty good shape, so it's you know good for him. Um, maybe he got himself in shape for this role. But um, look, Big Con is the type of guy that Impact's going to be getting from now on, right? He's WWE doesn't want him. AEW doesn't want him. He's probably not that expensive and he can lose matches to just about anybody. And he's a big guy. So that's, who you're probably going to start seeing more, more often than not going forward. Here's my qualm with big con is I don't, this dude has not been wrestling. He got, he got fired from WWE six years ago. Yeah. I want to say it was like 2016. They got 2016, 2017. They got released. And this is not a guy who's been burning it up in GCW or something like that, trying to rebuild or his, you know, it wasn't like these, these my favorite, these NXT guys are like, you're going to hear me, man. I'm not going away. I'm you're never going to see the last of me. And then you like, never see them. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned <laughs> for that seen. later, by the way. Um, yeah. I can't help but feel like there's someone better out there we could have picked up than Big Con. Alan Angels, so, I'm a fan. I, I like Alan Angels. I, I, like. I think I think he will do fine. I don't know if this is the role for him, but you got to take what's given to you. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Big Con. Mm. Mm. So mm. I um uh, a I worry about Alan Angels getting typecasted. So I do I do worry a little bit about that. So um, he goes from Dark Order to Violet by Design. Two same same for me. I don't know. I'm not with but, you. I'm with you, man. Yeah. And he and he's a young guy, and I th- I think that he has potential. So we'll we'll see what happens with him. But um, with uh, with Big Con, if you were to tell me, you know, who who do you think could replace a Joe Doring and Violet by Design, I'd have come up with five names right off the top of my head before I ever got to Big Con, right? Uh, you know, Big Demo, who was in Sanity with Eric Young, I thought would be, and he's a good wrestler, a thousand um, times better. Yes. Yeah. Um, Eric Rowan, who or Eric Redbeard, Eric who has Redbeard. done some stuff with AEW and has actually looked impressive, mm-hmm. um, a lot more impressive than he looked in uh, uh, WWE. Like I can go a little bit. He's a bit more famous, um, mm-hmm. and he was in a hotter act, and doesn't appear that he's going back to WWE. So those are the two names off the top of my head that I would be like, hey, right, you know, I would have probably went with those two guys. But like I said, Big Con, that's the guy that you can get. He's achievable, right? So you gotta, you gotta impact set, set those smart goals, right? specific measure, measurable yeah, achievable here's know? the problem here's the problem with this the reveal like when they pull yeah. off their hoods and it's alan angels and big con and you're it's no different than cole carter last day but that was an intentional <laughs> that was an intentional swerve like that was yeah. done to be like get you who's oh you know that was a that was like, like sleight of hand stuff this was dude, this if was they the never reveal. told me that was cole carter i never would have guessed it me neither I, I, and i watched <laughs> the show they said, "Oh, Cole Carter from the factory." Like, oh, two dives. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. what the fuck I, is he here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, then it made sense. And then the joke, right. which we'll go into the Patreon. Right. You know, that's yeah. But yeah, the reveal. If they just came out in the yellow. By the way, no man should ever wear a yellow hoodie. No one looks good in a yellow hoodie. <laughs> no. no. Stop that. But yeah, the reveal. It's like <gasps> it's that guy who was in the Ascension six years ago. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Bad reveal. So, we have too many bad reveals in wrestling. Yeah. 
Yep. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. But, um, but you know, look, they're doing something. I Callahan and young, I think it will end up having a good match when they do oh, I agree. that point. I can't believe um, they never had it before. They said that it's the first time a match had ever happened. And I was really surprised to hear that. So that's cool yeah. that there's yeah, still new matches we can find. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so this is a note from uh, Josiah. It said two of the minions lifted their hoods, and it was Alan Angels and Big Con. It was Connor WWE. The crowd lightly booed. <laughs> and that's pretty accurate, I would say. Our polite pastor for, you know, <laughs> saying it the nicest way possible. I like you calling them the minions, by the way. Somebody should be referring to these guys as such on camera very soon. Yes, absolutely. The Sammy Callahan, that uh, seems like right up his alley. That's an insult for him. So mm-hmm. There you go, Sammy. Um, Here's one for free. Yeah. Jordan Grace walked into her locker room and Giselle Shaw put up a ton of pictures, kind of r- reminded me of the Masha Slamovich. I thought the same thing. I thought, are we doing Masha again? That was literally the first thought that went through my head well, when she walked in there. Well, and Grace said something similar. She said, oh, man, I really got to start locking my door. That's <laughs> when she walked in there and saw all that. And it was just a bunch of pictures of Giselle Shaw and then uh, Caleb with a K or whatever this new guy's name is. Um, I guess this Giselle's publicist or photographer handed her some pictures and then grace beat him up so there you go that's fun i thought yeah. she had split her head open I, I missed that it was pain like i looked up i looked i was at my phone i looked up and i saw jordan walking by and she had that thing on her head and i thought someone split her open at first her and gresham are in oahu and they didn't even call me well they don't know who i am so it makes the, sense the dicks can you believe yeah. that <laughs> Uh, Moose defeated no Ace Austin defeated Moose there Josiah sorry he had that uh, backwards in his title here so we'll have to correct him get your stuff together Josiah but uh, Ace Austin defeated Moose uh, he was out there with uh, Chris Bay um, Bulky Ray uh, showed up eventually and uh, and was uh, kind of cheering on Austin Austin uh, he distracted Moose a little bit Austin um, got the big victory there with a roll up um, it was a good match till the finish. Um, I, they're telling a story here. I don't know exactly where they're connecting the dots, but we're definitely getting Moose and um, and Bully, Bulky Ray. Sorry, Bulky. So we're going to call them Moose and Bulky at uh, the upcoming Overdrive show. I like this match. I didn't like the finish. Yeah. I the finish is a bit too gaga for me, but again, it's TV. It's yeah. it's fine. Well, and you know, they're, they're trying to protect Moose while still making Ace Austin look good. I get what they were trying to do. Yeah, I mean... I'm okay with it for today. It's yeah. fine. Don't do it a bunch. Uh, I fear we're getting Bulky Ray joining the Bullet Club. I f- I, fear I this. so I I fear that Ace Austin was never hurt in that parking lot. That this whole thing was a big master plan for Bulky Ray to join forces with uh, Chris Bay and Ace mm-hmm. Austin and kind of be their mentor. Or Bu- Bullet Club. I you know Bullet Club's dead anyway. Who cares? You know Juice Robinson left. Uh, so. Um, they they need a veteran presence in that group here in the states. I don't see the fit. I don't see him being a good fit for Bullet Club, but it is what it is. But yeah, I I get the feeling this this whole thing's been a big ruse with uh, Austin Bay and uh, Bully. Oh, I'm not a fan. You know who else was an old TNA World Champion who was put into Bullet Club and was irrelevant? Yeah, we'll talk about that on the Patreon. And more to come on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and another guy who happens to be the executive vice president of Impact was in the Bullet Club. So there you go. I Frankie Kazarian. That yeah, yeah. He was he was a whole part of that deal. Uh, Frankie Kazarian and Josh Alexander defeated Ozzy Open, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis in a fantastic main event to close the show, says our friend Josiah. Um, there's a lot of hokey stuff on the on the on the undercard here, but I thought the main event was fantastic. 
Um, all four guys work great together. Freaky Kazarian is amazing, and so is Josh Alexander. And these Aussie Open kids are fucking incredible, man. And um, they're they're taking L's everywhere. They just recently lost their strong tag titles to uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. But um, I uh, look, we don't get to get these guys here very often, and when they do, they show out. Unfortunately, they got to lose every match they're here, but they they definitely do show out. A great main event uh, to end the show. They lose so much, like everywhere. <laughs> they lose, like they're like I was thinking about like they're the greatest job tag team of all time, possibly. Like that's, yeah. I mean, like again, they don't work in these places. They're brought into these places, so they have to lose. But at the same time, yeah. it's like they lose everywhere. They're not even the top tag team in United Empire. They're the B tag team United Empire. Like mm-hmm. that should be a story for New Japan at some point, where these guys start to figure out that they don't need. You know, uh, Okan and Jeff. That's not, this isn't a New Japan podcast. Uh, this match was really great. Just four wrestlers mm-hmm. wrestling. It's amazing when you don't have to do the bells and whistles, when you can just go out there and do your job and how great pro wrestling can be. I really like yeah. this. No real storyline, just Ozzy They Open coexisted. For, yeah. And Ozzy Open was looking for a challenge. Alexander and Frankie Gazarian accepted. They did the whole, they, they tease a little bit. Can they coexist? And they coexisted. They were just, just fine. fine. They, did they hugged and shook hands fine. afterwards. Um, Tracy Brooks and Jade Chung were in the audience sitting next to each other. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I loved everything about this. I thought it was a great way to close the show. I like them. I like them turning on a trope, right? Because that's yeah. the old WWE trope. Can they coexist? And the answer is always no, they cannot. This time they made it work. I like that Frankie's being very professional about this whole thing. It's not personal. He just wants to be the champion. Yeah. And he's didn't, have to, to didn't have to beat speedball to get here, but here we are. <laughs> but we digress, folks. We digress. Well, hey, guys, um, that's going to do it for us on the free feed here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Hey, if you listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, go and leave us a five-star review and Five. give us a big rating. Give us a big rating there. Five-star review. Put in the comments that Mike and JD are the best show on Fight Game Media. Say that they're definitely better than those fucking boom guys. Say de- definitely. Like, put it in yes. there. Say definitely better than um, our, our good friends, uh, Kevin and uh, James McDaniel. Oh, man, I wanted to hit my line. So they had a great title for a video, Kevin and James, right? So they, they titled one of their video, and they did a whole bit about – CM Punk is the Michael Jordan of pettiness, right? And they got, oh, yes. they got a ton of clicks. Got it. And I loved that video. And they did a great job with that. Well, after Wednesday, Tony Khan is now the Phil Jackson of pettiness. <laughs> after what he perhaps, did. With perhaps the LeBron James, <laughs> the next level. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, we're going to start calling him Petty Khan. But anyway, so um, that's going to do it for us on the free feed. Please go leave us a five-star review. Um, tell us what you think of the show. Um, and you don't have to bash other shows on the network, but if you do, it'd be funny. Um, join us us over on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash fight game media, uh, to continue the conversation where we are going to, here, let me look at my notes here. So we're going to kick it off with, um, we're going to talk some Jeff Jarrett. Uh, we're going to talk fight TV plus Matt Cardona, throwback, throwdown, uh, possibly a new knockout coming into the promotion. Um, we'll, we'll see. And then we're going to talk about this Bodie kid who was in Chase University who just got released uh, from WWE. So, yep, head over to Patreon. And Patreon, stick around. 